Welcome to A Tad Bit Crunchy, a podcast about transforming your life using natural and holistic hacks. I'm Whitney Bean, wellness and life coach and mom of four. I'm curious and learning right alongside you. I believe we can achieve better health and balance and still be on time for soccer practice most of the time. Hello, good morning, welcome to the show. I'm so grateful that you're here. I hope you've had a good weekend and a good week. And here we are Monday morning, getting the week started. So today I just wanted to hit on kind of a brief point. Um, I'm headed to my my son's school to do the art docent. I'm really excited this morning. We've got a fun little project to do. And before I did that, I just wanted to jump on and record something about personalities and the identities that we take on for ourselves. What a perfect topic for today, right? So a lot of times we take on these personality traits that we really cling to for pretty much our whole life. So remember that our brains don't really change unless we impact them in some way, or we change them in some way intentionally. And so the things that we are taught, um, whether consciously or subconsciously from a young age or throughout our life, through different experiences, those things stick. They just do. They stick. They're part of our um, brain until we tell them otherwise. And sometimes those things that stick are less valuable to us than other things. Sometimes we are blessed and those things that are sticking are things we want to integrate. And other times they are items that are kind of causing some detriment, but we might not notice that they are. And so I want to talk today specifically about this area where we take on certain personality traits thinking sometimes we're even humorous about them, or we think that that's just who I am, but in reality, they really aren't serving us and they're not really part of who we are. They're just simply a part of our habits, the life habits that we have gained over time. And so I specifically want to talk about letting go of some of those personality traits that really are not serving you. And if you are um, diving into inner work, if you're thinking about what are my inner values, what are those things that really matter to me, you begin to notice even stronger those items that are serving you and are not. So as you're getting more in tune internally, then the external actions are more and more obvious. And if we continue to repeat these traits, continue to repeat the identities or personality, then we're only um, making them stronger. We're telling the brain like, yep, still this person. Yep. Still this person. Yep. Still this person versus if we want that to change, we really can change the brain, but it takes effort and it takes awareness. So these things, these personality traits, they are things that we are experiencing, but they are not us. So when we talk about emotional intelligence, this is one of the key points that we teach our kids is when we're experiencing something like um, anger, for example, as an emotion, we are experiencing anger, but we are not an angry child or we are not an angry person, right? And so these are the items that they're not us. They are simply something that we experience. And if we experience it, um, sometimes even just once, then we take it on as a characteristic or a trait that we really identify by. And this is not serving us. And sometimes we experience it a couple times or a few times or 
as we go along, we are creating more and more evidence as to why that is true. And so then it really feels like part of us. It feels like part of our personality, but it's still just something that we experience that we are reiterating over and over. So today we're going to talk about letting go of that identity that is causing negative outcomes and negative thoughts and negative feelings. So there's a difference between creating preferences and opinions and saying, I just, I I don't like that thing. No, thank you. Versus blocking yourself from something that could be great. So sometimes with these characteristics or these identities, we are actually limiting ourselves. We're blocking ourselves from getting to the other side of that or getting to other thoughts because we are sticking so solidly to that identity or to that thing. And sometimes that identity is something that other people have told us that we have done or that we are. And sometimes it's something that we bring onto ourselves. But I want you to think about the difference between that. It's not a matter of saying, you know, this is my preference. I really prefer this versus this is something I've taken on. And it probably is blocking me from something amazing on the other side. So most of our identities that we give ourselves are just simply a habit. It's something that our brain has habitually done over time, and it means that we can change it. And that's it. It's not your personality, right? It's just a habit. I think this idea is so empowering because a lot of us identify so strongly with all of these different traits. We identify so strongly with these personality um, characteristics that we're seeing so frequently. We really take them on as who we are. And so I really want you to think about and separate and be open to the idea that they are not you. They are simply brain habits that have happened over time. And you get to look at those and say, is this true for me? You know, is this a preference and an opinion that I want to hold on to? Is it serving me or is it simply a a matter of habit? And I'm going to give you a list, some ideas of some examples of what I see with clients. And I want you to be open to the idea that if these resonate with you, they don't have to be true for you and they can be changed because they're habits. So let's jump into the list here. So number one that jumped out to me, I have a lot of clients that will say, I'm just a night owl. I am a night owl. I love to stay up late and I would really prefer to sleep in in the mornings. So I know that there is some research out there that says some people are more prone to be night owls. Some people are more prone to be, um, you know, early risers. But I do also want to tell you, there's a heck of a lot of research out there that says you can change this. So if you prefer to get up early, but you're continuing to kind of reiterate and stick with that habit of being a night owl, it probably isn't going to change on its own. It is something that you have to adjust over time. There are lots of podcasts, lots of books. There's a lot of research out there about how to change your sleeping habits, but I want you to be open to the idea that if you are clinging to, I just love nighttime, I'm a night owl. I want you to be open to the idea that this is a habit. This is a brain habit that can be changed over time. Now, with this one specifically, obviously there are other hormones involved, right? Like you need to change the time that your melatonin is beginning, right? So things like this, but it still can be adjusted. It can happen over time. And so, like I said, there are lots of resources for this and you really can adjust when you fall asleep. 
And over time, what happens is that your body will begin to produce the correct hormones so that you are waking up earlier and getting sleepy earlier in the evening. And this happens by first taking actions in that direction. So you're not just going to one day be like, I'm tired at eight o'clock every night. And then I want to wake up at 6am every single night, right? It's going to happen incrementally by your own choice. And so what happens here is there are many, like I said, there are resources for this. And so I'm not going to dive too far into it, but things like having a really well set nighttime routine and morning routine at the time that you want to be winding down and then winding up for the morning that's going to encourage those specific um, notifications in your brain so that you're creating the right hormones for you. And so, for example, if you are staying up every night until midnight and you are just ramped up, getting tons of tons of stuff done until midnight every single night, super active, your body isn't getting any cues that you want to be getting sleepy at nine o'clock, right? Or maybe you are sleepy at nine o'clock, but you're pushing through because you feel like this is the only time I have to get anything done. But I want to encourage you to think of nighttime differently. There is a lot of research about early risers or getting up early, have an early morning routine versus sleeping in as much as you can. And there is so much benefit to getting up early, even if there is not a set schedule for the next day. So much benefit. So I encourage you to let go of that identity and to cling more to the science and cling more to what value do you value? Do you want to be an early riser? Do you want to be able to get to sleep at night at the same time that the family's going to bed? Or, you know, what is it that you want and cling to it based on your um, preference and your value and not just on what's happened in the past. So I was a total quote unquote night owl, pretty much my, all my teenage years and into college. (laughs) And even once we got married and my husband was not, he like was pretty good about going to bed early because he was great about getting up early. And so I made, we made adjustments because we wanted to go to bed early. We wanted to wake up early. So we kind of met in the middle and over time we have just found so much benefit in going to bed early together and then waking up early together. And I can say that I literally like it has actually changed. I remember when we were living in Florida and, you know, morning after morning, waking up with energy, waking up awake and feeling like, oh my gosh, this is what everybody's talking about. I think I'm supposed to have been doing this my whole life. Just waking up with, you know, it helps that there's sun every single morning, but just waking up with energy and then getting sleepy in the evenings. And I just remember feeling so much gratitude and excitement that I felt like my body was on the right track versus before I felt the excitement of getting a lot done at night, but then I usually felt pretty fatigued when I woke up and all throughout the day. And even if you're not feeling fatigued, there's so many things that go with sleep. Um, so even like your, your hormones during the day, your digestion, your, um, ability to be self-aware, your ability to connect with other people, your ability to think logically and clearly, these things all increase and improve when we have this solid morning routine. And when we are getting, um, the right amount of sleep, when we're getting a really, really good amount of quality sleep. All right. So let's jump to the next one. The next one is you're not a great cook. 
So how many times have we said something along these lines like, oh, I just don't cook or I just don't bake. Um, and I'm not saying everybody has to be a cook or a bake, <laughs> baker, but I'm saying make sure that we are using these thoughts in a way that's going to be helpful to us and you're choosing your preferences and opinions, but not in a way that's going to take away. So for example, I work with clients who want to have better healthy habits and so they want to eat better. So if you are wanting to eat better, one of the best things that you can do is eat more meals at home. And if you are sticking to that identity that I just do not cook, I don't cook, or I can't put food together at home, then it's going to be really difficult to hold on to that value of I want to be healthier, right? And so think about the way that we use these words. And if you are choosing as a preference, you know, I'm just, I'm not a cook, make sure that you're sticking to it for reasons that you like and not reasons that you've just been told in the past. So we open to the idea that, well, maybe I value health or maybe I value meals together, or maybe I value teaching my kids how to cook more than I value that identity. And how do I integrate that more than that identity? And with that identity, a lot of times, same with, you know, I'm a night owl and some of the ones that we'll talk about in the future, there is a little bit of a negative connotation that goes with it. And also humor. I will say most people cling to these with humor out of um, a way to adapt to them, but they aren't really necessarily serving you. The next one is that I'm always late. A lot of people cling to this, right? Well, we're just always late. And I want you to think of it, and you could say, Whitney, look, I have all this data of all the times I've been late. And I'm not saying that you were not correct on looking at the time. But what I'm saying is that what is this experience doing for you? And what is this identity doing for you? Is it positive? Is it something you want to see moving forward? Is it something that is helping you and serving you? Or is it something that you would like to try to adjust over time? So think about the value and think about the thoughts that go through your mind. If you always If you feel like you're always late and that's the experience that you've had, then every time you're late, there's so much negativity that goes with it, right? If you're taking that on as your true, real personality and identity. The next one is regarding exercise. So a lot of people will say, I'm not a blank. So I'm not a runner or I'm not a walker or I'm not a Zumba person or I'm not a biker. And so we really cling to these ideas of I'm just not that kind of exerciser. Um, But really think about what do you want to be moving forward? Is it possible that you haven't had the experience of, you know, doing Zumba, but your friend is inviting you and maybe it'd be fun to try? Or is it possible that you, you know, were told when you were younger that you weren't a runner and so that you didn't try. And so make sure that you're choosing these items that are going to serve you in the future. If you want to pick some exercise that's really going to work for you, or if you want to be open to new ways of exercising, then carrying around this identity is not going to be very helpful. Okay. A couple more here. So the next one is I am an angry mom. So I work with clients who feel this so strongly. They feel they are a very angry mom. And I just want to offer to you that you are experiencing anger in motherhood, but it is different than being an angry human being. And if you are feeling this way and it is really ingrained, 
absolutely reach out for help, right? If this is what you are experiencing and this is the default, then reach out for help because it doesn't have to be the default. It doesn't have to be a characteristic that you take for the rest of your life. This is something that can change over time. And just like any habit, it takes awareness and it takes effort for sure, but it is possible. And then the last one is that I'm not a patient driver. (laughs) I'm just not a patient driver. So this is one of those identities like the others where we kind of cling to this, but in reality, it is an experience that we have occasionally, but it is totally changeable. It is doable. You are able to change this habit just like any of the others. If you want to be a patient driver, you can get there. So with all of these, you can cling to these, right? You can hold on to them. They can be part of your identity for the rest of your life. You can even make them stronger if you want. But I just want to offer today to think about those identities, those habits that we cling to, or that we feel like are part of our personality that are no longer serving us. We have the awareness now to notice, you know, I don't think this is doing anything for me. And we also have the ability to then change it. And it starts with that awareness. When you have that awareness, then you get the the option to change the thought right then and there. And over time, we can create a different habit and we can create something different. Does it mean that you'll always be on time? Probably not. You might be late still sometimes, right? It doesn't mean that we're always going to cook all of our meals at home and they're all going to be nutritious and healthy. Probably not, but you can increase, right? We can move towards balance. Does it mean you're always going to be a really, really patient driver? Maybe not, but you can really always be moving towards balance and have that awareness. And that's the idea here, right? Is that we are taking those identities and we're not clinging to them. We're not just, you know, digging our feet even deeper. (laughs) We're not saying, no, this is really me. I can tell you all the evidence of why this is me over years and years. The point is, is that we are taking awareness. We're taking evaluation. We're saying, you know, this is what I'm seeing. This is the data that I'm seeing. And it doesn't feel balanced. I would like to move into better balance. Okay. So I hope that's helpful. I'm curious if you have some traits that you have really clung to, you really stick to, and then let me know that awareness. Let me know that like, you know what, I have this trait that I've been told or that I've noticed over time and I would like to change it. All right. Have a great week. I'm so glad that you found a tad bit crunchy. You can show your love by leaving a review and sharing the show. Reviews help the podcast to be seen by more curious and intentional women just like you. And of course, sharing the podcast is how we can help more and more folks create a natural and holistic foundation for their health. If you share on social media, be sure to tag me at Whitney Bean Coaching so I can show some love. Thanks, guys.